Koketso Sachane on SAFM. Felix Chisigedi has been re-elected for a second term as president of the DRC in what is a landslide victory. Chisigedi secured 70% of the votes with his closest rival, Moise Katumbi, grabbing 18%. One of Chisigedi's election promises was his intention to declare war on neighboring Rwanda should he be re-elected. November 21st saw the resurgence of rebel group M23 leading to increased conflict in the east of the DRC. Now, during the campaign, Chisigedi vowed that should M23, which is said to be backed by Rwanda, continue, uh, he will have no option but to act against Kigali. Now that he has been re-elected, how real is this threat? For more analysis on this, we're joined by Dr. William Pofu, political analyst and senior researcher at Averse University. Uh, Dr. Mpofu, thank you very much for making time. Um, Happy New Year to you. Good afternoon. Good afternoon and Happy New Year to you and uh, all the listeners and Africans. Thank you very much for making time. If one were to just briefly in looking at um, first understanding the history of what's happening in the east of the Congo and the conflict there, um, the role of M23, and is there legitimacy in the belief that M23 is backed by Kigali? Um, it's, it's not about legitimacy or illegitimacy of the claim, but the conflict there implicates um, three other countries besides um, uh, the DRC itself. Hmm. You've got uh, Rwanda, you've got um, uh, Uganda, and you've got Burundi uh, by geographic and uh, political proximity. So if that conflict is to escalate in any way, you are looking at that whole region uh, mm-hmm. getting really destabilized and becoming much more disorderly and thus a bit more dystopia for, for, for the African continent once again. And, and if if one were to focus specifically on on the the DRC and the relationship with um, Rwanda historically during the Chisekedi presidency, there remained and uh, still to this day tensions between um, President Chisekedi and what he's had to say uh, regarding President Paul Kagame in Rwanda. What what is your understanding, or how can we understand that relationship between the two or the existing tensions? Oh, it's a, what, what has happened there is that a political problem has become military. Um, not just Rwanda, but even Uganda has got a claim in that uh, rebels from their countries have taken refuge in uh, the DRC, especially the eastern side. And uh, the DRC also makes observations that the these armed militia and uh, armies, there are many actually, it's not one, that are co- uh, causing uh, conflict in that region, are sponsored or backed or sent by these other uh, countries, especially uh, Rwanda, that um, DRC accuses of backing the M23 rebels. So there's a political problem where some armed people that have become refugees or that are stateless and nationless 
are roaming around there and being armed, they have nothing else to do but to fight. Mm. And it's not just the M23. There are many units going by different names yeah. that are operating in that region. And one so of those being uh, like the Allied Democratic Forces being one of them, yeah? Yes, and uh, Uganda will also tell you uh, their own story, that rebels against them, people that, that want to overthrow their government, are getting uh, engaged and refuge in that side of the country, and therefore they are interested. So what do you need there? You need a political situation, a political solution, where those armed people can be disarmed, given citizenship where they need to be secured, uh, having their political fears and uh, historical fears secured, giving some of them amnesty if they have to be given amnesty for certain crimes that they've committed, then these people can be demobilized, sent to different countries and different locations and given safety and security. And then you solve that problem. But without how, that, how real, you, on that, and my apologies, Prof, uh, uh, Dr. Mbofu, how, how real is that political solution? And the reason why I'm asking is that when one looks at the history of what has been happening in the east of the DRC, um, at the core of it, one could argue that um, there's money at play here. We're talking about a mineral-rich part of the DRC, the battles that have been happening there for years with vested interests. When we have money and power at play, how real is the possibility of a political solution? The possibility is so real, but it's been made to seem unreal by people that do not trust political realism, that not, do not trust practical uh, political solutions because they are interested in the economy in the business side of the conflict. And the fact that these African countries are unable to settle the problem of their militias, the problem of their refugees, and the problem of their rebels, then other vested interests from outside that region and from outside the continent then come in and sponsor and arm and bank on these rebels in order to access the resources that lie under the feet of the Congolese people. Mm. Vested interests come in because politics has failed. Pan-Africanism has failed. African unity has failed. African presidents, African leaders have failed to reach practical political solutions amongst them. Rwanda is saying there are people who participated in the genocide here. They are hiding there. What do we do with them? Museven is saying there are characters that I know from my own intelligence that wants to destabilize Uganda. They are hiding there. Burundi also have their own story. DRC has its own story. They are infiltrators. They are people from outside this country that are armed and they are destabilizing us. So these men and women should sit down on the table and say, how do we come up with a harmonious solution to this political equation? What do you do with the rebels from other countries? Rebels from the DRC, uh, militants from some warlords that want to mine diamonds that are sponsoring them to use the instability to harvest the diamonds and the gold there. So there's need for, political, I... for African politicians to do their homework and to exercise leadership. Our guest is Dr. William Pofu, political analyst and senior researcher at Vers University. What I struggle with, um, Dr. Mpofu, is 
You've painted a picture of a complex situation where we've got accusations and counter-accusations on multiple fronts in that region. But at the same time, the the individuals or even the leaders that are making those um, accusations and counter-accusations are people who espouse and I'll speak of, of, for example, President um, Yoweri Museveni and what he speaks to the elder statesmen and what he espouses as a pan-Africanist of some sort, um, unity in the region. Equally, that can be said about President Paul Kagame and who has constantly over um, the years in, in his position been calling for African solutions for African problems. But if you have these individuals who, in terms of what they espouse, they speak to exactly what is needed but it is not happening, then what happens? Yes, you are right to observe that uh, the Pan-African ideal remains at the level of rhetoric. It has never been escalated uh, rightfully to the level of logic and praxis. So if these men practiced what they preached, we wouldn't be having this uh, war. We wouldn't be having this humanitarian crisis of refugees. And innocent people who do not know what is happening, dying, and some of them getting maimed. And even these soldiers are human beings, Africans, that are getting killed in the front lines. Mm. Out of a problem that can be politically addressed. And that has tragically led to a situation where outsiders from outside the continent have invested in the conflict. They've put in weapons. They've put in money. They've sponsored uh, uh, army leaders and some militias to perpetuate this conflict so that they make the ground fertile for the looting and the stealing of the minerals that belong to the people of the Congo. I want to go back to um, Chisekedi's re-election. And as, as, a, as, as a final question to you, uh, Dr. Mpofu, during the campaign, he made it very clear that should M with our operation and uh, he will have no option but to approach the country's um, parliament and get them to sign off on him acting militarily against Rwanda. How real is that? It's, what is tragic is that uh, history has taught us that such populist, such militant and um, even right-wing statements get to carry the day. We don't know by what encouragement and by what sponsorship and by what uh, political ambition uh, uh, President Chisegeti will aspire for war, will aspire for escalation instead for de-escalation. It's a tragic, it's a tragic uh, statement and a tragic uh, proposition by a president that has assumed power once again. We expected that if Pan-Africanism was real, if peace was important to AU, to SADC, and other African multilateral organizations, leaders would be speaking peace, negotiations, diplomacy, not war. So it's unfortunate at that angle. Thank you very much for your time this afternoon, Dr. William Pofu, political analyst and senior researcher at Vets University.